my purpose and for me even if it's without uh car sales or all that it's just i love to help people Welcome to the Purposeful Story Podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs, drivers, and social impactors who use purpose as the driver to achieve greatness. My name is Kobe Mponsa, and I'm here to provide you with priceless value that will last a lifetime. So let's get right into it. All right, so today we got Daniel Osei Anim. He's the finance manager at Favorite Motors. Daniel has consistently provided quality service in the car sales industry. And, you know, if you follow, follow Daniel, he, he, he's always providing crazy content on Instagram. And he really makes you feel the experience of driving a car before you even drive it. And I, I think that's crazy. Like, Dave, Daniel, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, brother. How, how you been? I'm good. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We were just talking slightly before this and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting where we're definitely in some, some crazy, crazy times. Um, but you know, when I watch you and watch what you do, you, you've stayed consistent, right? Through these times, through the pandemic, everything that's happened this year, you stayed consistent and that's a testament to your purpose, right? So I commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been, it's been, it's been tough. Uh, it's been definitely tough, but, uh, literally, uh, for me with just remaining consistent, kind of just keeping the same, it's like, uh, let's say like Kawhi Leonard and the, the Toronto Raptors last, last season, uh, just staying even keel during the whole entire playoffs of even when they were down, even when they were up, they were just the same level. And that's how I, 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 I try to be even when it comes to, uh, comes to my business with uh, with selling vehicles. Got you, got you. So Daniel, I just want to start off from the beginnings. Where were you born and raised? I was born uh, literally at uh, at the hospital at uh, Finch and Four Hundred. Uh, so I think it used to be called uh, Finch Hospital before. My uh, family basically uh, was living in Meadowville at the time, and then we ended up moving into to Mississauga when I was about three years old. Um, went to, let's say, uh, elementary school called, uh, St. Margaret of Scotland. <laughs> That's a powerful name. It's long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, it was previously, uh, called, uh, Pierre Laporte, uh, before, and then, uh, uh, they ended up doing a whole redesign of the school and, uh, ended up uh, changing the name at this, at the same time. Uh, so, um, it's, you know, my, my father is Emmanuel, my mother is Faustina. I have, uh, two sisters, Ruth and, uh, Esther. We're all, uh, basically five years apart. Uh, my older sister is, uh, born 1985. I'm born 1990. And then my little sister is born, uh, 1995. Hmm. All right. And, you know, at that age, well, even, even bef- like, even just in general, what was your first impactful experience with cars? Uh, would literally be my dad bringing me to work. Um, my dad, now to even really think about it, he's he's always been uh, an entrepreneur himself because uh, he basically made the trade of of uh, gaining the experience of the auto body technician. 
uh, got a certification in that, and then basically turned that into working for a company for a few years, gaining the experience, uh, and then went on to open his own thing. Even today, as we speak, uh, he lives in Edmonton now. Uh, he's running his own uh, auto body um, uh, body shop uh, down there as we as we speak. Wow, wow. So when he took you to work, what was your first impression of cars? Like, what was in your mind? Was it like, wow, like, I want to be exactly like my dad? Or were you just fascinated by, about cars? Like, where's your head at? A little, a little, a little, a little, a little bit of both. I've, I, like, literally, I, I thank him for, for doing that for me. Because, I mean, that's brought me to where I am today. That I have such a great passion for, for vehicles. And uh, for him, he always wanted me to follow his trade of, going into school and uh, becoming an auto body technician myself. And then, you know, who knows, we would both basically uh, go into business together. But uh, for me, I felt like I'm a little bit too tall. And with that job, you kind of have to be crouched uh, quite a bit. So I didn't want to kind of have any uh, crazy effects of back pains uh, in, in the future. And my father, he's, he's you know, uh, five, six. So it's easier for him to do do that job uh, compared to me. So uh, that's why I kind of went about it with uh, with the sales. So at least I'm I'm just speaking with people. I'm uh, able to find out exactly what they need, able to get them the right approval that they're looking for, and uh, and then uh, end up uh, selling them uh, a vehicle that they've always wanted to put in their driveway. Got you. So being that that you're you have you have your your Ghanaian, you have a Ghanaian background. Is your dad a Toyota guy as well? Yes. <laughs> Toyota Camry, Toyota Cresilda, if, if the people know those, that, that vehicle, it was one of the best uh, uh, sedans and I think in the late, uh, late 80s, uh, early 90s, he, he loved, uh, loved that vehicle. Even to the point, uh, uh, my dad ended up uh, moving to Atlanta, Georgia uh, for a few years and uh, my mom needed a vehicle. He ended up uh, driving a uh, 1996 uh, Toyota Camry all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to uh, to Toronto, and uh, and gifted it to to my mother. <laughs> Jeez, get 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 in. Our parents they'll they'll go to extreme measures to to hold on to their Toyotas, man. Extreme. <laughs> yes, yes, it's 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 true. I'm surprised I don't have a Toyota myself now, but I have uh, I have a Volkswagen uh, Passat. But even my father, his first car when he came here. In the in the late '80s was uh, I think a 1986 uh, Volkswagen Jetta, so gotcha. I'm, I'm kind of keeping the keeping that going with the with the Volkswagens a little bit. <laughs> all right, all right. So, what was your first position? So you you transitioned into into car sales, but what was your first position in in car sales? My per first position, my first, let's say. Um, during a time, uh, it, it's funny because I, I even lived in Atlanta, Georgia for about three years myself. So during that time, I would say that's probably my first time kind of working with, with cars because my dad would just basically bring me to work. I was at the age of basically 13 and uh, that's when I just, I had the hands-on experience of, you know, touching cars, driving them. I was driving cars at an early age. I was driving at 13, 14 years old. Wow. Uh, even driving uh, driving manual, I, I basically taught myself how to drive a manual car uh, at, a, at an early age. So um, it's it's that was the experiences of kind of the discipline of waking up early in the morning, going in with him, uh, helping him uh, prep vehicles. I, I even got to the point that uh, whenever you're painting a vehicle, you got to mask the windows, cover the windows, cover the vehicles. 
he taught me how to do all of that. And I was just basically doing that for him. And then he would put the vehicle in the spray booth, paint it. I remove it, help him clean it. And then that's just gained the experience of uh, being able to do that kind of work. Hmm. So you have a unique background, you know, just being in car sales because you understand, you understand what, you know, what it takes to, to, to make a good car, right? Because yes. you've seen a lot of cars that break down, you know, which brands are correct. You know, it's, am I, am I like, am I, I'm speaking truth here, right? You're speaking, you're speaking <laughs> truth. Uh, even, even myself, since, uh, since I was 17, 18 years old, I've had about the car that I have now is my 14th vehicle that I've owned. Wow. So <laughs> Im- Im- imagine I've, I've had everything that you can think of break down on me. I've, I've had to replace engines. I've had to replace transmissions. I've had to, uh, I've even fixed my own radiator. I've done brakes. I'm almost, uh, I know uh, I should have gone into being a mechanic because I, I'm very skilled at doing that sort of stuff. Uh, so with the experience that I have, I basically turned it into what I, what I am able to offer today with my customers of, okay, don't go with this car, kind of go with this one. I know that it's, it's going to be something more reliable. All you need to do is just, you know, pump gas, do oil changes, keep up with the maintenance and the, the vehicle is going to treat you very well. Got you. So based off of your experience, which, which car do you think is, is like quality, is built to last? I give it, and especially if you're looking for something luxurious, I would say Lexus. Hmm. The, the Lexus IS 250, the, the GS uh, 350, or even the ES 350, even the RX 350. Uh, just a couple of months ago, I even uh, f- uh, found my mother uh, a RX uh, 350 2016. She loves the vehicle. All she's had to do is just, is just oil changes and, and, and it's just, it's treated her very well. So I would say uh, Lexus is my number one uh, vehicle that I would, uh, I would definitely recommend for customers. Got you. All right. So in your experience working in the sales industry, what are some of the key principles, you know, when we talk about sales, when it comes to just working with clients? For me, just making them comfortable because I know with this, uh, with the sale of, of purchasing a vehicle, it could be very confusing. It could be very uh, dreadful. There's just so much options for them to go for. I mean, once again, they can go to any dealership. So basically, I would like to make them comfortable with me, building a good rapport, getting them to, to trust me and, and all that sorts of stuff to, uh, to make sure that it's a good experience when they're purchasing uh, whichever vehicle they're, they're, they're buying. If it's something that is uh, $5,000, $10,000 to as high as if uh, a vehicle uh, close to about $100,000, uh, it, it, you have to be comfortable because I know it's, it's, a, very, it's a very big uh, uh, big purchase uh, for, for people in their life. I mean, it could be their number one purchase, you know, or the second biggest purchase after purchasing a home. Exactly. I was just about to say, and when, you know, when I first met you, you know, even just when we talk about car salesmen in general, right. Mm-hmm. I don't even consider you as a car salesman. I, I consider you as, as an entrepreneur, but just car sales in general, um, there's this stigma that they're sharks, you know what I mean? They, they go after people, they want to take their money, but that's not the vibe I get from you at all. You know, you're very, like you said, you're very comfortable. Um, you really just make people feel at home, you know, when they're purchasing a car, what, what are the, what aspects of your personality kind of create that experience for, for your clients? 
for me, it's, I would say it is the, the good heartedness that I, that I, that I have. Um, I, I want to sell a vehicle with good, with good intent. So for me, I want to give you the good experience. I want to show off of my, my kindness to you. I, I've always had people tell me that you're, you're too nice, but I, I can't stop. I can't stop. That's just how, how, how I was raised. You know, my, my, my mother, I thank her for that because uh, literally uh, it, it, it's still coming off today. Uh, and my customers, after they finish purchasing the vehicle, they always remember that he's one of the nicest uh, people you can ever, you can ever meet. And uh, I always, I, I live, I live on that every day. Got you. And tell us about one of your most memorable experiences with a client. Memorable experience. Okay, that's that's a good uh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Like I'm one that about to stop me because I, I have there's because you too can many, imagine eh? I've I, I have too many I've because. Uh, I've, as of recently, I've, I'm basically almost selling at least over a hundred vehicles uh, uh, a year. Wow! Uh, to say even a few years ago, I, I was doing almost about uh, let's say close to 150, close to 160 uh, vehicles uh, per, per year. Um, but a good experience is basically let's say um, I have one that's recent. So I had a customer uh, basically wanted a uh, Mercedes uh, CLA. It took uh, it took about uh, a month to find the right one because uh, the vehicle that she was looking for, she was being very specific. She wanted uh, the panoramic roof. She wanted the black rims. She wanted the black interior, the black car. And then when we finally found the vehicle and she came to pick it up, she was literally trading in the same vehicle. It looked the same, but just five years older. And just the smile on her face when when she came to pick up the vehicle, it's just it warms it warms my heart to see that. And that that experience has happened many times with other other customers that I dealt with in the in the past as well. So I would I would give as a recent experience that uh, that one was uh, was a really good one for me. Got you. A month long, and you just stayed consistent with it. That's crazy. Yes, because I mean, not not every uh, not every customer is going to stay that long, but. She, she, she put her trust in me and, and, and I, and I delivered and, and now, uh, I see her, uh, every, every day on Instagram, on the story, driving that, that, that car, she's always, you know, showing herself driving the vehicle and it, it's just, uh, it, it, it warms, it warms, warms my heart. That's what I like about Instagram because for me, I'm, I'm solely selling to customers directly from what I get from Instagram. So, um, typically for a finance manager at, at a dealership, like what I'm at right now, we would usually typically basically get leads. So we'll get leads from, let's say, companies like Canada Drives or Auto Loan Canada is where a customer will basically fill out an application uh, to uh, apply for financing. And then basically we'll get the client approved. And then at that time, we'll find the vehicle uh, that best fits with the monthly payments and all that sorts of stuff that they're looking for. But the way that I flipped it, especially for this year, I solely just advertise uh, the vehicles that you've seen on uh, on my Instagram from Sold by NM, and uh, that's how I gain my customers. So uh, customers may call me, may DM me uh, for the specific units that I may have, or we may do the special orders like the one that I did for this uh, customer recently, and uh, and then uh, do the the process and uh, get them driving into the vehicle they love. Got you. Um, you know, right now. I think you're, you're just a master of sales. You've, you've 
you found your market, you found your niche, you've stuck to, to Instagram and you're just, you're doing an excellent job. Like when someone comes to you, goes to your page, they know exactly what they're getting. Um, and like I said, they'll, they'll watch it. They'll watch the stories, they'll watch the Instagram videos and they'll feel like they're driving it. But what, what pushes you to, to sell these cards every single day? Right. There has to be something, something deeper and underlying there. Cause it's, it's not an easy task. And I want to, I want to dig into what that is. Mm, it's, it's literally my, it's just, it's just my passion for my passion for cars. I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't wake up in the morning, like feeling dreadful to go into work. I know there's some people out that I do, but for me, it's, I just try to keep it positive And, and, uh, and at the same time, like, the, the, the love that I have for, for, for vehicles, that's what just literally just propels me into everything that I do with, uh, with, with cars. That's why, like, sometimes I'm, I'm here 10, 11 o'clock at night making those videos. Mm. You won't see a lot of sales rep put in that kind of time. My girlfriend is, my girlfriend is, doesn't like it because <laughs> I'm spending a lot of time at work. She wants me to kind of pull back a little bit, but you know, it's, it, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all going to make sense, uh, when, uh, when, when the time comes. Got you. So I want to I want to shift gears a bit. As you know, you know there's there's a shift in in the world just in terms of technology, right? I work in the tech space right now, and I know that tech has been shifting for a long period of time. But the pandemic has kind of fast forwarded things a little bit, and you know now there's a lot of cars that are, that are coming out that are that are electric, right? They don't run on gas anymore. But where do you see the future of cars in the next 30 years? I feel that the gas engine is going to be eventually extinct. Because hmm. you, you look at it, you a customer may go and buy a Tesla. Yes, the Tesla is quite expensive to purchase. But in the long run, when you look at it in five years, the money that you would spend on maintaining a gas engine car putting gas into the vehicle as well. I mean, some people may spend upwards of maybe 400 to, to maybe even $800 a month on fuel alone. So like eventually the, the gas engine is not going to be there and it's just going to be all electric because uh, with the, with the Teslas, it, they're new to me, but I've, I've learned a lot about them so far. Literally you, you, you just need to charge the vehicle and you'll get 400 to 500 kilometers of range which that's enough range for you. And within one day, within two days, within even possibly three days, even myself, I, I do about, let's say 500, 600 kilometers a week. And I'm going to the gas station once a week, but that person just only has to charge uh, their car every maybe two to three days. And they're not having to go to the gas station and they're saving a lot of money. And the government gives you uh, a, a kickback for purchasing that vehicle when it's brand new. So you wow. get about a six thousand six thousand uh, dollar rebate when you go when you purchase a brand new Tesla, perhaps, or maybe a Nissan Leaf uh, as well. Gotcha. And it has. Does it have to be brand new? At the time uh, to get that rebate, it has to be brand new. But then uh, at the same time, when you're buying it used, I mean, you're buying it already at a depreciated price, so you, you are getting some savings uh, there when you're buying a, a used uh, Tesla or used, uh, let's say, Chevy Volt or those uh, uh, EV vehicles. Got you. And approximately, how much does it cost to fully charge an electric vehicle like a Tesla or something like that? 
uh, from my understanding, about around 400 to 500 a month of, mm. of electricity is what you, when you calculate it, is what you would be spending uh, uh, per month. So it's, it, it's, it's sometimes a, uh, a, a no-brainer to just make the switch. I know it's expensive uh, to purchase initially, but when you look at it from five years from now, you'll be saving yourself a lot of money and looking good in a, in a, in a beautiful vehicle as well. Absolutely. Okay. Now, for, for anyone looking to improve their skill set in sales, what's some advice you'd, you'd give that often probably isn't given enough? Like we always have the classic sales advice that I'm sure you always hear, but what's some advice that kind of goes unnoticed? It's, it's basically finding a good mentor or a good, uh, a good example of where you want to be. And then you basically build yourself every day for myself, uh, especially for me, it's always been the experiences that I've, that I've, that I've gone through with every single customer that I've dealt with or every single uh, approval that I may need to try to see how I can be able to get this person approved. Because a lot of the times I'm, I'm dealing with uh, fairly difficult credit and I always somehow find a way to, to, to make it work, get the customer approved, get their income verified, and I'm able to get it done. And with, with me, I've learned that with the experiences that even from the people that I've, that I've worked with, because once again, let's say even an example at the place that, I've, that I'm working at now, the, the owner of the dealership has been in the game for over 25 years of auto automotive financing or, or auto automotive uh, insurance. So even if I have to go and ask him to pick his brain and, and get some advice from him, it, it, it always helps. So the, like, that's like a good example that I would use uh, for that. I should just align yourself with someone who has done it, knows the blueprint so that you can save time and learn and develop from there. Makes a lot of sense. Correct. Correct. So what's next for Daniel? What you, what's next, man? What's next for me, of course, for me is I would feel that I want to open up my own, my, my own uh, dealership. Uh, I feel like that's, uh, that's a reachable goal that, uh, that I can do. And especially with the experience that I've gained, I mean, uh, mind you, uh, at the end of this year, I'll be uh, at this dealership for about uh, six years. So I've, I've gained a, a lot of experience and uh, I've, I, I know the things to do and, and not to do to become successful in this, in this, in this business. And it's, and it's all about giving good customer service at the end of the day, good customer service, finding good cars. Uh, and, and then the rest basically kind of sells itself at that point when it comes to uh, the automotive business. Got you. Yeah. You're, you've definitely surpassed mastery level, man. Cause you put in that 10,000 hours when you consider, you know, going with your dad at a young age to actually be in the, the car sales industry, you've, you've hit that 10,000 hours. So you're definitely at a point oh, yes, where it's, no, yes, it's, like, for sure. it's a no brainer to you now. And, and, and imagine even when I was, even when I was younger, like, I, like I, I worked at part source for a year. So I got experience when it comes to the parts I've, uh, I worked at uh, Woodbridge uh, Toyota as a, as a detailer, just, 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 just cleaning cars. So I've, I've had that experience or even, uh, 
uh, how I'm so kind of familiar with even the luxury vehicles. Uh, I used to do valet in Yorkville uh, a few wow. years back to the point that I've even meeting Drake, uh, even getting to drive his, uh, his Bugatti that at the time he had it or his uh, Rolls Royce ghost when, uh, when, when he had that vehicle. So, uh, and at that point, I, I ended up meeting a guy that worked at FAF uh, Porsche and he kind of gave me that, like that inspiration to go into car, into car sales at that point. And that's when I ended up getting my, uh, my Ombic license. And, uh, and then I started uh, applying for uh, opportunities at dealerships. And then I, I ended up finding this place and it's, uh, it's been, it's been a very good uh, journey and ride that I've been going through. Got you. I didn't even know you had to, had to have a car sales license to sell. I mean, that makes sense anyways, but I never, like, I just never knew about it. I didn't know there was like a specific license for it. Yes. Uh, so you have to go out. It's, uh, it's about, uh, let's say all together, you're probably spent about around $500 to basically take the course. Uh, you take the test. Once you get your li- uh, your license in that, uh, then you're, you're free to go to, uh, apply to any dealership and, and then they'll, they'll basically hire you, train you with the way that they want to train, uh, train you with their uh, protocols and their processes. And, uh, and then you're able to start uh, selling vehicles. Got you. I want to touch on that, that point that you're bringing up in terms of um, the experiences that you've had. What's the, what's the most, like which car have you driven that made you feel the, that was just a crazy experience for you? Like what, because you've driven so many different types of cars. What's the like best yeah. car that's like, wow, this is amazing? I would still say it would be the Carrera GT. Uh, it's a very rare uh, Porsche that uh, literally at the moment now probably still sells for close to about 500000 to uh, to a million dollars. Wow. Um, it's one of the hardest standard vehicles I've ever driven. <laughs> Uh, and I know how to drive standard very well. It's and hard for you, I, then I, I it's stalled. impossible for me. <laughs> yes, I stalled. I stalled that vehicle twice, but once I got the hang of it, the the, the power is is it's it's phenomenal, and the the looks of the vehicle, uh, you gotta look it up. Once you look it up, you you understand. It's just it was one of the most uh, beautiful vehicles that's ever been uh, designed and, and and built, and and it sucks. They only they only made them for maybe three to four years. Uh, they, and then they stopped making stop making the vehicle. Now uh, they're uh, they're highly sought sought after. Hmm. Normally you don't you don't see appreciation in vehicles, but that's that's definitely a vehicle that that appreciates for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Porsches for some Porsches for some reason are the ones uh, the one vehicle, especially the Carreras that uh, that hold their value. Even really? even one that's 10, 15 years old is still, is still going to sell for, for quite a bit of uh, money, maybe at least 30, 40, maybe even 50,000, depending on the, the package, especially if it's a turbo, it will still sell for quite a bit of money. Interesting. This is a purpose round where entrepreneurs, creatives, and social impactors are asked a series of questions that highlight their true purpose. All right, so welcome to the purpose round where we ask the right questions that really bring out the purpose behind our entrepreneurs and their journey. So Daniel, what is your purpose? My purpose? My purpose, and for me, even if it's without uh, car sales or all that, it's just I love to help people. Um, 
I don't know what it is. Uh, a few a few years back, kind of around 2010, 2011, I felt like I'm like, uh, I, I love to help people so much that it took me to the point that I almost even went into nursing because mm. I wanted to, uh, yeah, cra- crazy me. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't believe in myself at that time that I had that thought, but I was willing, I was willing to do that because I kind of just wanted to be able to give back on my time that I have. Um, my, my mother, my mother is a PSW. My, my sister's also a nurse as well. So I come from kind of like a very, uh, helping kind of, uh, uh, atmosphere. I, I would say when, when it comes to my family. So, uh, that almost made me, uh, go into nursing at a time, but the, I always just want to help. I, I love to help. I, I love, uh, I love giving people advice. I love kind of trying my best to steer people into the right direction. Um, so that's, that's really important to me. Uh, so that that's what I would say my my purpose would be. Got you. And what is the key everyday habit that you use to fulfill your purpose? For me is uh, I've gone to the point now that uh, even waking up every morning, I, I wake up without an alarm clock. So wow. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've been able to train myself to basically kind of wake up between eight to nine every, every morning. I, uh, I, uh, I wake up my, so my morning routine is basically somehow I don't eat breakfast. So, uh, I have time to basically kind of, you know, get ready, uh, check my emails, check my, uh, my DMS. Uh, so, so that's the time that I use to basically respond back to my, uh, my DMS book appointments and, uh, and then basically kind of plan out my, uh, my day. Um, so if I know a customer is coming, uh, I basically make sure that the vehicle is ready for them to see. Uh, if I know that, uh, once again, a customer is coming for the aspect of just getting the financing, uh, uh, done, then I prepare myself, uh, in, in that way to make sure that I'm ready. I am able to spend enough time with them to make sure the process goes as smooth as possible. Got you. And if you could have a conversation with one person living or dead, who would it be and why? Hmm. I feel it would be Elon Musk. I don't know. I don't know why, but with the I know why. With the way, <laughs> <laughs> Your cars, man. Those Teslas are they're they're enticing, man. <laughs> yes, and and what he's about to do with that Cybertruck is is literally it's unheard of. It, it the the truck looks it to me it looks a little ugly. Yes. It looks a little, a little <laughs> uh, you know, unconventional, but w- the moment, uh, let's say the end of uh, 2021 or 2022, whenever that vehicle comes out on the road and we get to see it in person, it, it's, it's going to blow all of our minds. Like th- what, what he has done and, and, uh, and, and literally like it, it's crazy because just even recently with the Teslas, he's just started to turn a, pr- a profit with those vehicles. So imagine being in the negative, in the negative year after year after year. I, some people would have quit. Mm-hmm. Some people would have given up, but he never gave up. I respect that. I respect that a lot from him. Absolutely. If you had only $100 to build your own business, how would you leverage that? Only $100 to build a business. And spending that hundred dollars, let's say spending the hundred dollars on advertisement 
would that would that would that work <laughs> yeah that works like let's say you're starting from scratch daniel and him you're starting from scratch um you have the knowledge you have now but all you're left with is a hundred dollars and you're trying to and it's just for your business like where where are you going to put that how are you going to leverage that hundred i would uh i would leverage it with uh with advertisement for sure because even for myself with even with the success that i've that i've gained even recently with uh with with instagram is is spending spending money in the the sponsored the the sponsored ads because uh it's helped it's helped me more people be able to see me um i'm getting more messages that way my my cars that i'm that i'm advertising are are being seen by more people uh so that's definitely helped because even imagine i've been doing this this uh, making videos for cars for a very long time. I basically since 2014, and during that time, the whole Instagram sponsorship was not there of being able to put money into into you every single post that you post. So uh, with it now, it's uh, it's it's blowing it's blowing up for me to the point where I feel like I I'm I'm like that tree that's taken six years to uh, to basically grow underground. And then it's only going to take like three weeks for it to basically shoot six feet high, perhaps. So I, I feel like I'm at that 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 point where uh, I'm I'm literally going to blow up at, at at any moment. All right. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received would be. To keep it consistent, consistency is 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 key for me. So even uh, even where you see it from uh, from my Instagram, I, I try my best to to put out content at least every day. So consistency is always going to be key because consistency is going to help grow the business. Consistency is going to help be help you be successful as you as successful as you possibly can. I mean, once again, our uh, our families, uh, especially coming from from Ghana, uh, a majority of our parents probably came here to, for a better for a better life, and I have to take I have to take advantage of that. And consistency has been very important for me uh, to to get as 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 far as possible. And uh, I hope I am able to get as even farther than I am today. Yeah, consistency is definitely the way that I I describe you for sure. What would you say is your top three most influential books? Uh, for me, the, the autobiography of Malcolm X is, uh, is one good book that I've, uh, that I've loved. Uh, another one would be uh, tipping point by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. And the third one, and I know it's going to be a weird one would be the book that RZA made uh, the Thou of Wu. I loved uh, I loved that book. I love the the principles that he put into that book. I, I I still even use those principles even now when it comes to uh, basically knowledge, um, the looking at the different perspectives of of the religions of Judaism of uh, of Buddhism of just the meditation. Because even for me, every single night before I go to bed, I I just try to be calm and and give myself uh, a prayer before I go to sleep. And then in the morning I do the, I do the same thing. So I try to just be very, uh, I guess you can say like calm, I, I calm demeanor 
at, at all points, even if I'm going through a very stressful time, I just try to just be calm and I know that I'll always get through it. So those books have always helped me uh, keep, stay, stay level to the ground. And, uh, and whenever something is happening, I'm able to make the right decision and, uh, and it ends up working out for me. All right. And tell us something that you think is true about business that most people don't agree with you on. Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough question because, uh, f for me, uh, I guess we will be going back to the, the whole thing of, of the, the shady salesperson. Uh, th those salespeople are sometimes you even come across them at other dealerships where they, uh, when you're, they're speaking to you, they're, they're speaking to you from a point of, of, of arrogance and, for some people, they say that that's how a salesperson is supposed to be, but they're, why can't it be a salesperson that's, you know, nice, good-hearted, it's a straight shooter, he's going to tell you exactly the way it is. You know, if there's a vehicle on, if there's an accident on the vehicle, I'm just going to tell you that there's an accident on the vehicle from the, from the get-go. Some sales reps may end up telling you that there's an accident on the vehicle at the very last minute, and it, it, it doesn't give you the, the right opportunity to make a, a good judgment uh, decision on if you want to purchase this unit or not. I like to just say it from the get-go so it helps you make the right decision if you want to go with that vehicle or we'll go with the second option. So that's, that's, that's what I would say uh, um, when it comes to people saying that it, you can't be nice in this business. You definitely can and be successful as well. All right. And is there any last piece of value you can leave with our listeners? Last piece of value. Like no, no matter, no matter where you've come from or your, your experiences, uh, to me, the, the, the good value is, just doing everything with good intent, good intent, uh, making sure that, uh, let's say that whichever, whatever, I guess with whatever you're doing in life, you're doing it to the best of the capabilities that you can and that you're going to, you're going to sleep well at night, every night. So how can the purposeful story family stay connected, stay connected with you? Um, you could always message me on Instagram. My, uh, my Instagram tag is, uh, is sold by a NIM, uh, you know, S O L D B Y A N I M. Uh, you could always come watch my videos. I, 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 I try to do with the consistency. I try to give it a little bit of, uh, some swag sometimes. And I, and especially towards the end of my videos with, uh, you know, call me today. I've been saying that for years and uh, I, I love, I love, I love doing it. I love seeing the comments. I love even seeing the customers or the clients that come in. That's the first thing that they tell me. They're like, come pick up the keys today. And <laughs> it, it warms, it, it warms, it warms my heart. And uh, it, uh, it, it, it helps me like with, with what I'm doing because now I, I know I'm doing something that's really good and I'm onto something. And uh, I'm hoping that it's, it's going to work well for me. So uh, definitely hit me up on Instagram. I guess that would be the best place to, to give me a shot at. And, uh, and then we could always take it from there. Sounds good. So, Daniel, appreciate you coming on the show today.
Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for having me uh, aboard. And uh, hopefully we can have a, a part two in the future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Once you, once you get your, your dealership, once you get your own dealership. Yes. Yes. Cause I'll definitely have a lot more, uh, a lot more to, uh, to give and uh, a lot more experiences at that point. I'll, I'll, I'll be glad. Absolutely. And thank you, Purposeful Story family, for listening to the Purposeful Story podcast. And remember, live every day with purpose so all your actions are clear. Talk soon. This episode was brought to you by my senior editor, Podcast Doc. And the beats were created by DJ Nana. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. All it does is drive more listeners to the podcast as we continue to share more purposeful stories to your eardrums. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon.